0: They have some beautiful lakes in Washington State. I have friends that they moved to Arizona, and they said, man, there's no lakes over here. <laughs> say, hey, bro, come on back to Seattle, man. They said, you know, I thought I would never miss the rain, but I do. They say, I thought I would never say that. But I have friends in Arizona, they said, man, it's just hot. It says, man. I've had a few went there and came back. I don't know if they will or not, but hey, that's everybody's choice. But today I want to, with everything that we're facing today, guys, I want to talk on prayer because I know that's power in prayer. Uh, I'm not going to teach topicals forever, so don't get, you know, don't think I am. But my next book is going to be the Gospel of Luke. Maybe in another week or so, we're going to go into Luke's Gospel. We're going to be learning about the prodigal son and Luke 16. We're going to be learning about the rich man and what the hell and all this. All the, it's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to apply to us. No matter what book I'm teaching, I always try to make it applicable to what we're going through now. And my teaching is very practical. I try to get down to where you live, everyday life, because I'm living everyday life right with you. So I know what some of you things, some of you guys are going through because I've talked to you. But today my message is the power of prayer, the power of it. No prayer, no power. There's power in prayer. Prayer is very powerful. That's why Satan doesn't want you to do it, especially now with all this craziness going on. Prayer can bring peace. You can pray away worry. You can pray away fear. You can pray away unbelief. You can pray away doubt if you spend time in prayer with Christ. And that peace of the Bible said the peace of Christ that passes all understanding. He wants you to have it right now. Now, now prayer should be our first uh, thing we do. Not just wait until a trial comes. Not when in the good times, prayer should be as normal as breathing. The Bible said we should pray without ceasing. It means being an attitude of prayer wherever you go. Be in an attitude of prayer wherever you go. Are you facing situations? A lot of you guys are making changes. You know, uh, some of you guys are moving out of state. Some of you guys are going to school. A lot of you guys are having having to make some big decisions. So you want to make sure you prayed up and ask God to lead and guide you. Don't do anything unless you have prayer going before you. Because there's prayer and power. And I think the only one that's going to have peace in these last days is going to be God's people. And they're not going to have peace unless they pray and get it from him. Jesus said, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So I hope your heart is not troubled today. And I hope your heart is not afraid today. Jesus, you know, Paul said in 2 Timothy 3 that perilous times would come. And at perilous times are here. But Jesus is also here. And he's walking right beside you no matter where you go. So don't ever feel alone. Perilous, perilous time is going to come. Jesus said in the last days, many are going to come and say, I'm the Christ, and going to deceive many. Jesus said that nations would rise against nations, and kingdoms against kingdoms. And we see that today. There's famine. Pestilences and earthquakes in various places as there's things happening today that I thought I would never see in my lifetime. And I've been a Christian almost 40 years, but I'm seeing the Bible unfold right before my very eyes. It's not to discourage you. Jesus said, when you see these things, I'm near even at the door. He said, when you see these things, lift up your head because your redemption draws nigh. Is everything falling apart or is everything falling in place? That is the question. Jesus said, when I was with you, did I tell you these things? At least he warned us what's going to come. He told us ahead of time. So to to prepare us of these end times. But prayer is communion with God. When you get done praying, you have the peace. When you commune with God. You have the peace that passes understanding. I've also learned to listen to prayers many times listening. When I pray, don't do as I do, because when I pray, I always tell God how he's supposed to answer. (laughs) I got it pretty much figured out what he's supposed to do. And when he doesn't do it my way, then I'm thinking, well, well, he's God and I'm not. So uh, he can do pretty much, you know, what he wants. I'm the servant, so I got to follow him. The Bible never said him to follow me. I'm following Christ. If you follow in Christ, I don't care what goes on. You cannot go wrong. You cannot go wrong. Christ never promised to move all the obstacles away from us, did he? I wish, he, I wish that was true. I know some people teach that. I don't. I don't think it's scriptural because Jesus said, in this world you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I wish that when you became a Christian, boy, all of your problems, just go away. You don't never have any more trials. That's not true at all. And that's false teaching. But what we want to do in these last days, we want to rely on his strength, not yours. Because you can't do this all by yourself. We ought to pray in Jesus name. He said, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. You know, ask. God is a big God. Ask him for big things. James said, you have not because you ask not. There's nothing wrong with asking. Of course, you want God's will, right? Mm -hmm. And just because you have trials, brothers and sisters, this morning, it doesn't necessarily mean you're doing something wrong. You could be doing something right. You know that? Mm -hmm. And and maybe the devil just don't like it. And he's trying to discourage you and bring you down. Mm -hmm. Just because you have trials doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong. You could be doing something right. And, and, you know, Job was a man. He was in God's will. The apostle Paul was in God's will, you know, uh, and they had it rough. All the apostles and the prophets were in God's will. But it was still hard. You can be in God's will and it can still be hard. He's with you. He said, though I walk through the shadows of the valleys of death, I will fear no evil. Psalm 23. Uh, talking to a lot of young pastors going to the ministry, they, they get discouraged real quick. Because they thought, man, I've been to seminary and I know the word. I mean, I'm not going to have any issues. I'm not going to have any problems. I I try to tell them, you know, I talk to some. They says, you know, I'm having this. I said, man, that's just natural. That's just normal. These things go along with the call. When you call it, when you call into the ministry, uh, (laughs) things happen. Things happen you can't control. But your faith still must be in Christ because he will bring you through it. The Bible said, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us, 1 John 5, 14. You want to pray for God's will? Of course, we all want God's will. If it's not God's will, I don't want it. And And I think God answers every prayer. Sometimes it's yes, sometimes it's no, and sometimes it's wait. If he makes you wait, that means he's preparing you for something down the road. He's getting you ready for something down the road. So be patient. You know, it seems like to me God is never in a hurry, never. Like He's always late, but <laughs> but He's right on time. You know that He's right on time because He is not on my time schedule. He's on His time schedule. So some things we pray for as simply is as not God's will. So if He says no, He's trying to save you some pain some heartache and some suffering. He's trying to save you from making mistakes. And many times it's just not God's time. Just have, Maybe you just haven't seen it yet, but you still got to be moving forward. You still got to live down here until he comes. We still got to occupy until he comes. We can't bury our head in the sand and just say, oh, I give up. No, you never give up. A quitter never wins and a, and a winner, he never quits. So you just Keep on serving God. Keep moving for, forward. And if, it got God's, if it's not God's will, uh, you know, he might be trying to make you for making wrong decisions. He might be trying to make uh, you for making mistakes. So you're going to have to trust him. You're going to have to trust God, especially now, especially now. Because I've, I've never seen so much craziness going on in my entire life. Everybody's confused. Everybody's talking. Everybody's scared. What about the, the Delta virus? I dude, wait a minute, uh, I'm not going to die until God says so, pandemic or no pandemic. So I don't wake up every day and say, well, man, am I going to die today? Am I going to die this thing today? I don't even think about it until I turn on the news and a lot of that news I don't believe anyway so I don't hardly watch it anymore. Bunch of lies and deception. A lot of fear, so and fear, scan people, people to death. Hey, you know what? You walk with Christ, he can, rem- he can remove that fear. He, can rem- he said, man, where's your faith? If God delays, there's a reason. If God delays, I know his timing is always perfect. You know, Moses waited, <laughs> the Bible's example, Moses, uh, 80 years in the wilderness, 80 years, he was 80 before God really used him. Moses, Moses was probably asking, well, is it time yet? Is it time yet? God says, nope, not yet, not yet. Moses was, grew, grew up in the school of the Egyptians, a very educated person. And Moses really thought he was somebody educated man. He was I mean, he could speak the Hebrew and stuff. Boy. But God didn't use him then. When Moses was broken and he had nothing else to give and he was broken and came to the end of himself. Now, God said, I can use you. Moses was full of himself. And sometimes when people are full of themselves, God got to bring them down to let you know, hey, uh, you're not ready. Now, they say a proud person can't pray. I don't know why I heard that. You know you hear a lot of things, but uh, a proud person, he don't pray because he knows, he think he knows best and he think in his own strength he can do this without God so he doesn't have to pray, man. I mean, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to fight this thing and that's exactly what Satan wants. You can't fight Satan in your own, in your own strength. The Bible said, be strong in the Lord in the power of his might, right? Mm -hmm. So that's because you haven't seen it. Just keep on living, keep on moving forward, stay the course, keep staying the course, don't get get discouraged, be patient, because God knows best. Mm -hmm. You know what, we ought to be praying for one another too, Christians. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of different things going on. Well, we, we really have to walk in unity now more than ever, and we really got to walk in love. There are so many opinions out there. You know, I respect them all. I don't agree with most of them, but I respect, I respect another person's opinion. But we're going to really have to be praying for one another in these last days because we are all facing the same devil and all facing the same, the same things. There's a lot of things that can hinder prayer. You know, unconfessed sin in our lives, they can hinder prayer. Sin separate us from God. As it did with Adam. Bible says Adam walked in the cool of the day with God, and one day Adam partook of the fruit, whatever it was, and the fellowship was broken, and God says, Adam, where are you? Broke, it broke not only Adam's heart, it broke God's heart because God knew all the pain that would come By that one disobedience, by one man, sin entered the world. It broke that fellowship. So you don't want to break fellowship with him right now. You you want to be walking step. You want to be walking just like Enoch. You want to be walking step, right in step with God. But the sin will separate us from him. So we want to unconfess sin. Everybody sins. No one is perfect. But when we confess our sins, the Bible says He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Some people say, Well, if I don't tell Him, He won't know. <laughs> now, who, now, now, people say a lot of things that's not in the Bible. So you got to read your Bible. People that say any kind of thing, I don't even think they even think before they speak, they just blur stuff out. Well, the Bible says you do the best you can and God, God help those who help themselves. Well, that ain't in the Bible either. Well, you know, God wants you to help yourself, but you know, people say stuff, so you gotta be you gotta be patient and say, Well, you know that's not in the Bible, don't you? One guy said, Well, my grandmother said it. I said, Well, his his grandmother told him that, but it's not in the Bible. I, the Bible said it, Behold, that the, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that he cannot save, no, he is Ear he heavy that he cannot hear, but your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you that he will not hear. Isaiah 59, 1 and 2. So, unconfessed sin, you want to get that right. Uh, bitterness, unforgiveness. Now, you know, unforgiveness is going to lead to bitterness. Bitterness of sin, you know that. Unforgiveness is going to lead to bitterness if you don't forgive. Jesus said, whoever stand, when you stand praying, Jesus said, forgive. And if you have anything against one another, forgive as your heavenly father has forgiven you. So you can't you can't expect your prayers to be answered when you have bitterness in your heart against your brothers and sisters. And when you got sin in your life, you you can't expect your your prayers to be answered. So you want to be when you stand praying. The Bible said forgive as your heavenly father has forgiven you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, he will not forgive you. You say, well, I've been hurt. Well, who hasn't? Everybody's been hurt. But you're going to have to let that go if you're going to have the peace of God. Because that root of bitterness will destroy you from the inside. You don't want that. You know, another thing in the prayer is that, you know, the Bible says a a, a husband mistreating his wife. You know, if a person, if he, the Bible said we should, um, Honor our wives, which is a weaker vessel. And, uh, you know, she's the heir of the grace of God, just like you are, that your prayers be not hindered. So you want to be First uh, Peter 3, 7. So you want to be try to be the best father you can, the best husband you can to you to your spouse. Because if you mistreat her, you can pray all day long and your prayers will not your, your prayers will be hindered. So. Just uh, so you'll know, we want to be people of faith in these last days. I don't know where your faith is at today, but there's everything out there to destroy it, if you let it. We want to be stable. We want to be stable because the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. That means a man got his things on the things of Christ, he got his hands on the things of Christ. He's got his hands on the things of the world. And he's unstable. Uh, It's like James said, he's tossed to and fro. He's just tossed back and forth. You want to put your faith in Christ and you want to be strong and not in worldly things, worldly things. Don't use your prayer as a last resort. Go with Christ. Don't be too busy to pray. We should slow down enough to spend time with Him. God's power flows through people who pray. God's, you can look at D.L. Moody, Spurgeon, uh, all these people, they all had good prayer lives, all of them. It would spend hours and hours. Spurgeon get up 5 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning and pray and pray and pray. Spurgeon said, I have a very busy day today, so I got to get up early to spend time in prayer. That is how they did it, is is the power of prayer. You want to, God power, it can change your circumstances, but not all the time. Many times it will change you that you might bear up under the circumstance. It helps us face our daily struggles, daily struggles. Someone has said that when we work, we work, and when we pray, God works. Someone prayer says, well, some say prayer changes things. Well, maybe it might might not change your situation. Maybe it might not change your circumstance. Maybe it won't remove all the trials, but he will give you the strength. Prayerless people cut them they cut themselves off from the power of God. Satan knows the power of prayer. Satan knows it. That's why, you know, when you start praying the phone rings or you know, something, the microwave goes off or something, any, any kind of distraction to keep you from praying. Prayer is warfare and prayer is work. You know, a lot of people don't pray, they, they overrun, seem like, and they are And they are beaten down and and, and they'll be pushed around with this world and they and they're being defeated. God doesn't want you to be defeated. God doesn't want you beat down and pushed down and defeated and overrun by the things of this life. The Bible said that things of this life can choke the word and it will become unfruitful. So you don't want that. You don't want to let that happen. Colossians 2. Colossians chapter 4 says, continue in prayer. Colossians, continue in prayer. Colossians 4, 2 through 4. Colossians says, continue in prayer. Why would he say, continue earnestly in prayer? Being vigilant, end it with thanksgiving. Why would he say continue in prayer? Because a lot of people stop, especially when they don't see their prayers answered immediately. Some people stop. That's why he said, continue in prayer, being vigilant in it in thanksgiving meanwhile pray for us obviously Paul wasn't Paul wasn't proud Paul said why y'all praying Paul said pray for us that the word that that God would open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ of which I'm in chains that I might that I make make uh, manifest how I ought to speak here's a guy in prison and he said hey Y'all continue in prayer. And while you're praying, he says, hey, pray for us. Because, man, we in chains for this gospel. We in chains. Pray for us. Paul wasn't too proud to ask for prayer. And we shouldn't either. When you go into church like today, and you need prayer. You should seek out somebody, man. We, we here. We got we got guys who can pray for you and ladies can pray for you. If you ever need it. Hey, when you come in here. We'll, we'll make sure you're covered in prayer. All you got to do is just let us know. Some people don't feel comfortable coming forward for prayer, but that's okay. But if you ever need prayer, make sure that you seek out me, or Pastor Joel, or Steve, or anybody. Or anybody. PJ, Chuck, anybody. I'll pray with you. We need each other today. We need each other to go through these last days. God... God is with us. We we pray, we should also pray pacifically, pacifically, pray pacifically, ask God pacifically, tell him specifically what you are going through. Paul said, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, and continually steadfastly in prayer, Romans 12, 12, continually steadfast in prayer. Prayer is a spiritual weapon uh, Ephesians talks up in the full army says, praying all with all with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to the end with all perseverance and supplication for the saints and for utterance. He keeps saying for utterance. Here's a guy in jail and he's praying for utterance, how he should speak. He's not praying to be comfortable. He's in prison in, 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 in chains. And he's not praying to get out of prison and he's not praying to be comfortable. He's praying that utterance will be given him to speak as he ought to speak. That's what he speaks. That's what he asked for. That's what I pray for in these last days, that God would give me utterance and boldness to speak as I ought to speak. And I think there's going to be many opportunities coming your way. If you a believer, on your job, in your school, wherever you are in your neighborhood. There's going to be many, many opportunities coming your way to share God's love and to share uh, the gospel. So here's a guy, he's praying for boldness and he's praying for opportunity to witness. That's, that is my prayer today. I'm praying for boldness. I'm praying for opportunities. I talk to my neighbors. I, I know them. They know me. We, we are. I have some pretty good neighbors uh, I'm surprised that a lot of good people just don't—they just don't want to come to church. Uh, but but you know, if you need something, you know, if you need a tool or something, or you need something fixed. Some of those guys are pretty handy. They'll hey, I can fix it for you, just as nice as could be. But when I when I invited them to church, they always got some excuse. But I'm still praying for them. Uh, you know, sometimes when I when I go to church and I get home, they say, well, how was church today? I say, you should have come and found out. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you, hey, I tell you what, I, let's go. I'm going to get you next Sunday. I'm going to take you next Sunday. <laughs> but I, I'll build a relationship with them before I have a chance. Sometimes you got to earn the right to preach the gospel and befriend people and build bridges to people and build a relationship with people relationship with people before you'll have an opportunity to preach the gospel. So we really want to do that. You know, the Bible said in Matthew 6, when we pray, we should should not use vain repetition. You know, some churches do that. Vain repetition, saying the same prayer over and over and over, which becomes meaningless. Jesus said, when you pray, don't use vain repetition as the heathen do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, I say to them, for your father knows the things you need before you even ask. He knows what you need. What do you need to say? What do you need from your heavenly father today? What do you need? He says, ask. Ask. There's a lot of power in prayer. Elijah was a man just like you and me, and he prayed and shut the heavens up. Shut it up. We can do do mighty things. If we pray, you know, Jesus got alone even before it was daylight. The Bible says and he, he departed to a solitary place and he prayed. You're not going to have any power. You're not going to have any peace and, and you're not going to have any joy unless you really have that prayer life going on. And you're going to need it now. You're going to need it now. If Jesus withdrew himself and he prayed, how much more we should? Luke said a man should always pray it not to be discouraged. The Bible said we should pray without season, have a prayerful attitude, pray all day long. Every time you start to worry, you go to prayer. Every time Satan try to throw fear on you, you go right to the Lord with prayer. And get up and turn that TV off. That ain't in the Bible, I just said that, but. Uh, Maybe sometimes, maybe sometimes people feed too much on this stuff, you know, and it just gets all in their mind and and gets all in their head. And and, uh, and it puts fear in people. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about, because I've talked to folks in this church. They says, man, I can't sleep at night. I I said, dude, what you do all day? Well, I'm watching NBC and CBS. And I said, wait a minute. I said, well, don't watch that stuff, man. You know, if, if, if it's stuff that's taking away your peace, if it's taking away your joy, don't watch it. Don't put all that junk in your, in your mind. But the Bible says, be anxious for nothing but everything. By what? Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. Listen, you are not bothering God when you go to God in prayer. God is not saying, oh boy, here he comes again. <laughs> no, God wants you to come. He wants you to come. If you don't come, that's your fault. But the door is open, man. The Bible says Hebrews 4, 16, we should come, go to the throne of God. What? Boldly. That we might find grace and help in our time of need. And brother, we're going to have some needs coming up here because things are going to change as you know it. It doesn't mean that God is not working. Even if I don't understand it, Even if I don't see it, he's still working behind the scenes and he's working right now. And I'm praying this could be the greatest revival you've ever seen in your entire life. You don't know the people that will come to Christ. You don't know. But the Bible says we should sanctify the Lord Jesus in our heart and always be ready to give an answer. You just got to get ready. You get that word, boy, because the opportunity is going to be coming your way. And you got to be ready, just boom. Everywhere I go, I'll be ready. The Bible said, Paul told Timothy, evil men are gonna get worse and worse. The Bible said, iniquity will abound and the love of many will wax cold. Seems like the love of many is waxing cold. But man, you continue in the things. He said, Paul told Timothy, Evil men and impostors are going to get worse and worse. But I tell you what, but you continue, he told Timothy. All this stuff is going to happen. Yeah, God said it was going to happen. These are the last time in days. You can't stop it. You can't stop the Bible. You can't stop prophecy. It's going to happen. He said, but Timothy, you continue in the things which you have learned in a sure You continue in the things that you've learned from a child you have known the Holy Scripture. Yeah, it's gonna get worse. Yeah, this is gonna happen. He said, "But you continue, you continue to move forward. We're not supposed to bag up." <coughs> Bible says, "Christ is coming." The Bible say, "Unless these days were short, nobody would survive. Nobody. We would destroy this world. Men pretty close to doing it now." Unless the days were shortened, no one would be fine. He said, but for the elixate, this is going to be shortened. For the elixate, the days will be shortened. Jesus said, when you see these things, I'm even at the door. How close is he, I wonder? You know, it don't matter how close he is. The question is, are you ready to meet him? You better get right or get left. That's the, the question is, are you ready? If you were to came right now, I don't know how many of you guys are believers. I know most of you are, but if you're not, you can always change that. And you can come to Christ today. Did you know that? And have all your sins forgiven you? I wouldn't want to be living in times like this if I didn't have Christ in my life. I would, I, I would go crazy. It's enough to drive you absolutely crazy, but with Christ and the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of me, I can have peace. I can have rest. I don't worry. I sleep just as good now as I ever slept. I mean, when I hit that bed, boom, I'm out, boy. I don't want to be tossing and turning, worrying about this and worrying about that. I says, Lord, you know. The Bible says it's appointed for a person to die. And I'm not going to die until that comes. And in in the meantime, I'm going to enjoy every day. I'm going to enjoy this good weather. And I'm going to try to help my brothers and sisters to be strong and to trust you. But back to the question, if you have not received Christ, all you have to do is admit that you're a sinner, and we all are, And ask Christ to come into your heart and forgive you of your sins. And he will. But you have to come. And you have to ask. And if you're here today and you have not done that. The Bible said today is the day of salvation. Right now. Tomorrow is not promised. You don't know. if You're going to be around tomorrow or not. We don't know. But you have today, right now. Now, you know in your heart of hearts if you have received Christ or not. You know. And if you haven't, you should do it today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord, that we are able to come and to hear your word today. If you're here today and you have not received Christ, just raise your hand. We'll pray pray with you. We all had to do it. We all had to come the same way. There is no other way. There's only one Savior, only one way. You have to do it His way if you want salvation, if you want to be saved. Now, if you hear you know you haven't done that, don't, don't put it off. Do it right now. Anyone here before we close? If you want Christ, just raise your hand. We'll pray with you. We will not embarrass you, I promise you. Lord, we're so thankful that we all are believers. And I pray today you will strengthen your people through prayer and through your word. And Lord, I pray if there's anyone here that is fearful, if anyone here that is worried i pray you would remove that right now father we're thankful that we have the power of prayer we know that you are with us in the good times and also in the bad so we ask this in jesus name amen let's all stand